What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I am your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today, I got my boy Kyle back on the pod. Say what up, bro. What's up? What's up? How are everybody doing today? It's going to be super fun. We got a lot to unpack in the NBA world. Still not a whole lot going on in the NFL, so not too much to cover there. But the NBA has been crazy with free agency and trades. And the season just wrapping up. Summer League just started as well. So there's definitely a lot to talk about and we're going to unpack some stuff for sure um so i'd love to just hop into it talking about my warriors for a minute just because on my last episode my friend vince came on and we were talking about how the warriors were title favorites heading into next season and we were kind of going through the list of where every team should be um on the rankings and now the warriors are not title favorites anymore heading into next season they're not the favorite um, and I'm pretty sure your Celtics were the team that passed them. How are you feeling about that? Do you think heading into next season, as of this moment, with the rosters constructed the way they are, do you think the Warriors should still be the favorites, or do you think your Celtics have a right reason to pass them? So, I mean, it, it, it kind of all comes down to what free agency plays out, and it's not really going to be determined until the season starts. I like the moves the Celtics have kind of made. They kind of stalled any trade talks that have had Jalen Brown in it, which means they want to keep their young core together. Um, the issue that I'm finding is depth at center. I mean, we did trade uh, Tice away, but we got Malcolm Brogdon. So like guards and wings, I feel our depth is great. I'm more concerned on bigs. Now we have some guys in summer league, like a Travion Williams, and you do have guys out there like, Boogie Cousins or Hassan Whiteside that could step into a role there. But until like we for sure sign somebody, I I'm a little hesitant on that. I mean, you do have the Warriors who have been there with that championship pedigree. Um, you guys really have only lost Gary Payton Jr., right? Uh, outside of him, you guys have kind of maintained everybody. You're just kind of sitting there for the age. You know, does Clay Thompson and Draymond come back the same as what they were? Or are you taking a step down for like maybe pool to be taking over now more? Yeah. So we lost, obviously Gary Payton was the one that hurt the most. And then we lost a couple other bench pieces. Some guys that really didn't matter were Toscano, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Lee, Nemanja B. Lee. So those guys really don't matter. We also lost Otto Porter, which I was kind of hoping to bring him back. Um, not the end of the world though. Gary Payton was the one that hurts the most. Um, and the Warriors are in an interesting situation with the age-wise. The biggest thing for them, I think, because they brought in Dante DiVincenzo, which I really like that move a lot. And I think the biggest thing for the Warriors that people are kind of forgetting is that their offseason isn't essentially who they're bringing in. Their offseason is Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, and James Wiseman. These guys didn't play much last year. Obviously, Wiseman didn't play at all. Kaminga and Moody didn't play a whole bunch in the playoffs. Um these guys, those guys are going to be, they're going to be vital parts of the rotation next season. And they're going to be looking to take that step to really be giving us significant minutes and significant production. And I think that's where our main focus is, which I love because I'm a big fan of the three of them. And I think those guys kind of being able to be a bigger part of the rotation, that's where our offseason lies. We don't need to make many moves, I think, because we already have these guys coming up. Yeah, I mean, the, the 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 name of the game is health. You know, if yeah. you can get Wiseman there for a full season and see what he actually can do, like that 
is huge for the development of the team. And, you know, Jordan Poole is still very young into his career. Moses Moody, Kaminga showed streaks that were good last year, you know. So it's what development can they kind of, you know, take in this next step and see how they add as like a six or a seven man and then maybe crack even into that top roster if you're going to be replacing, you know, Draymond or Clay here anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, with those guys, especially with Wiseman, it's been tough because of his injuries. Um, he obviously played a little bit in his first season. Um, he clearly showed things he needed to work on, but obviously he's so young. That's what you're going to expect. And then last year, obviously, he didn't play at all. So he's a the biggest question mark out of the three because I think Wiseman has a really wide range of how his career could, could go. Um, I have faith in him because I think he's – Obviously, everyone knows he's got potential. I'm maybe as a Warrior fan, it's just my hope in me, but I, I really think he's going to live up to a decent amount of it and be a really s- solid starting center for us at some point in his career. Um, hopefully, he can kind of make that significant impact the sooner the better. Um, but no, Wiseman, they're just we're we're focusing on those guys taking those those leaps. Jonathan Kaminga looked really good. I was a big advocate advocate for Jonathan Kaminga to play a lot more last season. Um, I was a big fan. I think he played really well. He, sh- he showed those signs of he was a little raw, obviously, but there were times where he was the better guy to put in the roster. But anyways, these guys taking the leap into the rotation. I think that's fine for the Warriors. I think that's that's perfect because these guys, they're going to be they're going to be good for him, no doubt. Um, so I'm I want to say my Warriors should still be title favorites, but obviously who cares at this point? Like it's so, there's so much more to go. We just wrapped up this season. Um, and we're never really going to know until the season starts, you know, how everyone meshes and how everybody plays together. So, um, definitely going to look forward to next season though, with the warriors and we got your Celtics. So, and I was also going to say the Malcolm Brogdon move. That was a phenomenal move. That was a great, great trade, bro. There's talks. He don't even care if he's coming off the bench. I will be just fine keeping our starting five as is. Bring him off the bench. You got Derek White still coming back. We did go out and sign Danilo Garlinari, who's a huge signing, you know. So we are adding that little big depth. Like, I really like the moves that Brad's made. And it's really his first offseason as GM and a young Brad Stevens. I mean, so the moves he's made and keeping the young core together to me is just huge for the franchise. And I know we're about to get into it, but you do have the Kevin Durant talks and a hundred different scenarios of what way that can go. There were moments in which, you know, you're going to have to call it's Kevin Durant. But Mm -hmm. from what I heard, they wanted, you know, someone in a Jalen Brown and that shut down real quick, which is, Good to hear as, you know, a fan because you want your team to build around this young core. So mm-hmm. if you have Brad Stevens sitting there saying, these are my guys, let's go out there and get those pieces like a Brogdon or a Gallinari to put around them. That's what they're going to need. So I like those moves that they've made. Yeah, building around those guys, the guys that they've drafted to put the right pieces around them because you guys are so close to a championship last year. You didn't need much more. So signing a guy like Brogdon, I think that was a huge move. Bringing in Kevin Durant, it's obviously it's Kevin Durant. Everybody wants him. He's one of the best players in the league. But it'll 
it's going to mess up the lineup. I mean, everything's going to be different. It's going to be totally different. So I totally get that. Let's definitely start talking about Kevin Durant, though, because this has been a crazy ride so far. Um, the Brooklyn Nets saga could be coming to a close. We don't know yet. Um, I think if KD stays, if KD and Kyrie both stay in Brooklyn, they have a good chance of winning the finals because that roster is really good. The main thing they struggled with last year was their defense, no doubt. Bringing in Ben Simmons is was a on the defensive side of the ball a huge acquisition. That was that was so great. I think Ben Simmons because he had his troubles in Philly. I think he's going to work out really well with KD and Kyrie. They went and signed TJ Warren, which was a great move for them. And I think I read a quote that said they're building this team as knowing or under the assumption that KD and Kyrie are going to stay. And looking at the roster right now from one to 10, it's pretty solid. So So I think the some things about the Nets roster that people aren't talking enough about the timeline kind of lines up. Kyrie wants out. He decides to stay. He signs the extension, his player, or not the extension, but his player option. And then Kevin Durant ghosts him and requests a trade. So it's kind of like, okay, now Kevin Durant, like, are you fed up with it? Like James Harden was like, what's going on? So it depends really where him and Kyrie's relationship stands. If they decide to say, let bygones be bygones and come back and play next season, to me, they're a top three seed in the East, at least. I mean, you have Kyrie, you have Katie, who are two phenomenal world, you know, renowned players. You have Ben Simmons, who's a defender out there. You know, does he play? When does he play? You know, you have to kind of iron through those things. You have a Joe Harris, who was injured all year last year. Phenomenal three-point shooter. You re-signed Patty Mills. You re-signed Nick Claxton. You got TJ Warren. Like they have players around them that they did not have the last two years. I would argue this is the best Brooklyn Nets team you're looking at. This is better than James Harden, you know, overweight. Like this is the best team I've seen coming out of Brooklyn. Now, if KD moves, the question is, what is the package? Because we've seen wild trade packages this offseason as well. And what, you know, is a team willing to give away in to get him? Because that can also change, you know, there's still talks of a Russ Kyrie trade out there. So you have no clue what way it's going. But if they were to keep the team together and just say, we're going to hold our chips, you're under contract with us for a couple years. They got a good team. It's not anything that he's trying to run away from. Like, I don't know, like, what his end goal is. If his end goal is to have a good team around him, he has a good team around him. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I don't know what the end goal is for these guys, these two guys. Because I saw this funny conspiracy in there. Some guy was like, I think they're just out there to just wreck the league. Just to go in there and just just cause as much chaos in as many places as they can. And I'm like, that's not even that bad of a call because they go to Brooklyn. Kevin Durant goes to Brooklyn to prove to everybody that he can win one on his own. He doesn't need Curry. He doesn't need the Warriors. They have a solid team. Sure, last year they got swept by you guys in the first round. They made some solid moves now. Now, if they keep all these guys, they have a solid team. And now KD wants out. I just, 
and then he requests a trade to both one seeds. Those were like his preferred destinations. Like the Warriors won the championship, and then he's like, I'm going back to the one seed. I was like, what the heck, dude? So he says that he's going to win the gold one seeds, but if you even look at one seeds in capital, like he doesn't want to break up Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Buckets, or Bam Adebayo. But where is Brooklyn? Are you going to sit there and say, yeah, we're going to take all this and give you Kevin Durant for nothing? Yeah, exactly. And then the other one was Phoenix. And he's like, oh, I want to play with Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker. Shout out to the cover athlete 2023 2K. Yeah. Um, my take not on that. quite sure how I like that. I, I think you know you had some other concepts you could have went with, but shout out Devin Booker. But what are you getting back? You're going to sell what Miles Bridges, Cam, uh, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, and DeAndre Ayton if he signed in trades because DeAndre Ayton can still go out anywhere. He doesn't have to do a sign in trade. He can go sign a max somewhere. So it's kind of like where are you at with like this? And then you have the whole Ben Simmons rookie extension issue. There's a certain list of players that can't even be involved in trades because they can't be on the same team as Ben Simmons in the end all be all like Bam out of bios one. He's on a rookie extension. So you can't trade him without trading, you know, Ben Simmons. Yeah. So they're kind of intertwined to where it opens up for a third team, possibly a fourth. Yeah. Team. So it's just, I think too many moving pieces right now at this moment. A lot of moving pieces and, you know, the package that whoever is going to trade for Kevin Durant that they're going to have to give up is going to be huge. It's going to, it's going to put a giant hole in the team. It's going to, it's going to shake things up. So I'm not sure what these guys are looking for. Now there's rumors. There's rumors that he could go back to the Warriors. Um, I, I hope not. I, I, I always have a place in my heart for KD after, you know, he came here, obviously won championships, but I don't want him back. Um, unless we can get him for like, we can just trade Dante DiVincenzo for KD. Like, sure, I'd do that. But no, I don't want to give up the young guys because we traded, we got rid of KD. He signed a trade, which was very nice of him. Thank you for that again. Um, we built this young core now, Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, you know, John Lincoln, Mingo, Moses Moody, the guys we were just talking about through this time period where KD wasn't here. And we just give it all up for him after again. You win with it. After, yeah, we prove we don't need him. We don't need KD. So we have this young core that will now take over once the main core goes down. Once they start to age a little bit faster, um, these guys will be the ones to take over. Plus, are going to contribute right now. Plus, Wiggins is playing like an all star. There's really no point in going after KD. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's all just people like to talk. But theoretically, if that were to happen, I wouldn't be very happy. I'd be pretty, pretty upset. So let's just hope that doesn't happen. I don't want, I don't need, we don't need him back. Um, But I don't want to see him in the Lakers because there were reports that Katie and Kyrie said, they're not true it is, but they said that they wanted to continue to play together. Like that's what people said. They said they believed that they, they thought Katie and Kyrie still wanted to play together, just not in Brooklyn. It's like, how does that even work? What the Rudy Gobert was able to get five first round picks for him. What are these guys going to get? They're going to get like Rudy Gobert was four (laughs) players in five first round picks and players were like Patrick Beverly. Like it wasn't like they were trading scrubs. Yeah. Like they traded a top 20 pick from this year, Patrick Beverly, three other players and picks. Like what would you say a market value is for a player like that anymore? Like 
you're getting to the point where it's just crazy. And I mean, that's interesting. The whole Rudy Gobert thing. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into that, because yeah. who's the new GM? Danny Ainge. Where's oh, Danny right. Ainge from? Boston. Yeah. yeah. You saw the whole Brian Windhorse, you know, masterclass on first take when he explained it out. But they've basically given a long-term contract to a rookie coach after Quinn Snyder left. And Danny Ainge is kind of selling and then trying to rebuild around Donovan Mitchell. You know, where that gets you, I'm not 100% sure. But, like, they have a ton of draft capital. And Patrick Beverly with Donovan Mitchell's a decent front court, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. so you do have a chance to build something there. But I, with trading basically nine people in the grand scheme of things for Rudy Gobert – what does a player like Kevin Durant actually demand? That's crazy. That's literally crazy. Um, that's absolutely insane. So for the Timberwolves, if we want to yeah, kind of jump into what they're doing right now with the whole Gobert trade, now they got they got Towns and they got Gobert. And when I first saw the trade, I was a little confused. I was like, this is really random. I wasn't really expecting that to happen, especially with D'Angelo Russell not being in it because there were rumors that he was going to, they were going to trade D'Angelo Russell. So I thought he was going to be involved in that. Now they're going to be, it's going to be, I think it's going to work fine. I just, I feel like this will be a really solid regular season team, but by the time the playoffs come around, they're not going to be able to make it very far. I don't know what, at least like coming into next season, I don't know where this team's really going to end up. Cause it's kind of a weird dynamic. Um, obviously Anthony Edwards is, is going to be a star at some point. He's super talented, but then you got the twin towers down there and I just don't know how this team, like, I don't really know how to grade this team. I'm, I'm just a little confused on it. It's, it's a little strange to me. So to me, it, it, it is a strange team. I think they're going to be very successful um, to where as regular season they end up. I'm not quite sure. I think they're a playoff team for sure. Okay. They could maybe take Utah spot, you know, with Utah maybe taking a step back, they kind of swap spaces there. I mean, you're going to move Cat to a stretch four. You're going to stretch the floor and put him on the perimeter. The dude won the three-point competition last year as a center, basically one three point competition. So you're going to stretch the floor with him. You signed Kyle Anderson to a two year deal, which is a huge steal. Uh, Bryn Forbes, Terry on Prince, like you got some good bench players. And in that trade, you were able to keep, I think McDaniels is the big name that they were able to keep off their bench. So that with Kermit streets and freaking D'Angelo Russell, that's a solid all around team that has shooters, has bigs that can shoot, has an all-defensive player at center, like, guarding the paint, I think that team could be dangerous. Like, come playoffs, like, they might not be the most successful coming into the playoffs. You might have some issues chemistry-wise getting there. But if they can get rolling when it gets to that time and they have a little experience now after this year, I think that could be a dangerous team that could go – you know, maybe conference finals. Sure. So do you think, I have a question then, do you think that the package was too much? Like, do you think it, w- it was a bad idea for them, for Minnesota to give up that much? I mean, 
It's tough. I think, I think it's wild to say nine people, but you never know what draft picks are really going to amount to. And it was, you know, outside of Patrick Beverly, you had mostly bench players going. So you didn't give up any of your star power, really. You kept your star power, and it's easy to fill in those kind of end-of-bench role players. Um, an interesting fact about them is they are the only team with two guys on 200000000 million-plus uh, deals mm-hmm. in Anthony Towns and Gobert. Like, they're paid, those players. So, like, I would say, you know, the trade for right now, if it they win and it works out, great trade. I mean, you don't know what those players and draft picks are going to ever really amount to, but it just, it worries me looking at value now because you get into the Kevin Durant situation and how much is a team really willing to give? Yeah. I would like to see them give a little less, but I mean, it is what it is. If it works out in the long run, you can't hate on it. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And I'm a guy that always has kind of said draft picks I'm I'm taking an ex- I'm taking a bona fide star f- over draft picks any day of the week. If I have to give up draft picks, I'm fine with it because, like you said, you don't really know. You'll never know what that'll come to. What what you'll get from a draft pick until the time actually comes, and then you develop the player. So for a team like Minnesota, who actually surprisingly played really really well last season, ended up making the playoffs. Um, Trading for a guy, being able to keep Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell and obviously Carl Anthony Towns, and then trading all those picks and then there and then some other players for a guy like Rudy Gobert. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's that I don't think it's a stupid move. Because there are some people saying it's a stupid move. No, I don't think it's a stupid move. It's a lot. It's a lot of pieces, but I think for where for the situation they're in right now. I'm fine with it. I think that's a fine move uh, for the Timberwolves. So they they have they have a lot of talent now. Um, you know, if assuming now they're going to keep D'Angelo Russell because I was I totally thought he was going to be in that trade um, because they said they were going to trade him. There were like rumors they were going to trade him. So, but anyways, that's a really solid team. They're going to be fighting in the West. The West is West is a lot of good teams. Um, one other team, since we're I'm talking about teams in the West, I before I forgot, I did want to bring this up. Um, I wanted to talk really fast about the Kings because obviously they're kind of the laughing stock of the league and no one really knows where they're going. But I think if you look at the Kings roster, it's actually pretty solid. And they brought in Malik Monk, um, and now they got Keegan Murray and they obviously got De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, Rashawn Holmes, and DeMontis Sabonis. So I think that's a pretty solid team that could make the play in and then potentially, because the play-in's only one or two games, squeak into the playoffs. How do you feel about the Kings? Um, I mean, I could see that, you know, you, you never know once the season starts. I think Murray's shown up well in summer league so far. You know, he has given some good performances there. Malik Monk will help out with that young, you know, backcourt. Um, Sabonis, you never really saw the payout of that trade last season. 
I mean, is that something that's going to pay out in the long run, you know, maybe after a little development and some new players? Um, it scares me just with the team and its history, you know, never really panning out. Like, is there something there in the front office that they just don't make the right moves at the right time? Um, I do see them possibly, like you said, maybe squeaking in as a 10 seed like the Timberwolves. You know, they get a lucky win or two, and next thing you know, they're in the playoffs. That is always a possibility for a team like that on the fringe. Um, I mean, speaking of other players like drafted that have kind of looked like, let's talk about OKC and Chet. Yeah. Like oh, OKC yeah. looks like they could be a horse this year too. Like Sacramento sneaking in on one of those teams. Like you're going to have Shy Gillis and Alexander coming back. But like Josh Giddies looked good. Chet last night balled. Dude oh, had yeah. six blocks, like four threes. So, I mean, obviously summer league's a little bit of a sample size. It's not, you know, the NBA, he's not going up against Giannis yet, but I mean, <laughs> going up against, you know, that next tier and he's proven that he can do it. And he's looked good as well as uh, Murray over in Sacramento. Yeah. Chet looked really good. And I'm, I'm loving his confidence because he's been, he's been super confident after that when he had, six blocks in his in the first summer league game with a record i think they said it was yeah a it was record yeah it was funny because she was like yeah that was a record you just broke the record for blocks and he was like six like that's the record and he's like well i'm coming back again to break it then and i was like that's super fire dude um he's looked really good okc has done a great job building this team now um they're gonna be able to battle teams this year and after this season, they're going to start to really be on the climb up the ladder. Like this season's going to be more for obviously developing these guys, building the chemistry with them. They're going to win some games, like no doubt. It's not that they're going to be bottom of the barrel. You don't, they could totally win games, but this, the future of this team is so bright, like probably the brightest in the league. They got a bright Giant future Dort to an extension. So you got Lou Dort for, you know, another five years under contract. I, I think if it pans out for OKC, like all these picks and, you know, this actually being like a process, like, you know, it's huge. I think everything they've made so far has been a correct choice. Mm -hmm. And until the season starts, I mean, you are going to have a little bit of differentiating with when the season starts, but like, to me, they've made every move that they've needed to make to try and make this turnaround possible. And yeah. you got to give a, you know, shout out to them and OKC and shout out to Chet here, holding it down, getting the tweets from KD after the game. So yeah, he's turning heads. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely is. And rightfully so he, he was hooping the other day. Was it last night? Uh, yeah, it was last night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he's playing really well. Um, one other team that I did want to bring up too was the Clippers because now they're going to have Kawhi coming back. They signed John Wall. They're going to be, they're going to be a top team in the, in the East or the West, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's fair to say with assuming Kawhi comes back normally, I guess we don't really know how that's going to work out, but this Clippers team is talented. I mean, so Kawhi's really played like one complete season in the last like three or four years, and it was with Toronto. I mean, he won the championship. 
But then after that, he's kind of always been like injured. And even before that, you know, there was always injury concerns with Kawhi. Mm-hmm. But I think John Wall with Paul George, Kawhi, you know, if they all come back healthy, they went out and got Batum again. They got Zubak again. So, yeah. I mean, they got some young players as well who got a lot of playtime last year with the absence of Paul George and uh, Kawhi. So they're an interesting team to me, at least. I think they're going to finish as a top three seed for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know it's so early, but right off the bat, who would you think would be the top three seeds in the West the next year? Like, do you think Phoenix would drop out of that top three? Because it's super tough because obviously there's so many teams that could be a top three Phoenix, Memphis, the Warriors. So um, I think Phoenix, it's all going to depend on the DeAndre Eaton situation. Him leaving Phoenix is going to be huge for them. That's going to leave a big vacuum. mm -hmm. Like Booker's good. Chris Paul, yeah, whatever. People say he's good. We'll save that topic for another day. But he's <laughs> good enough that, you know, that's a good team. But with if you remove DeAndre Eaton and don't put anything substantial in his place, that's a huge downgrade for you as a team. And I think if that's the case, they could possibly drop to a five seed. Mm-hmm. Um top three going into the season. I mean, you got to look at the Clippers and say if they're healthy, they're there. You yeah. got to look at, you know, um, I Dallas. Say, I don't think so. Okay. Dallas, I think with the Jalen Brunson news, took a little bit of a step back. Definitely like did. Did witty, but Jalen Brunson leaving to the Knicks is going to, I think, maybe make Luca's usage rate still high. I mean, I'm concerned. I mean, Luca's Luca, but you need to give him some other people around him and losing Jalen Brunson for four years, 104 million probably wasn't the greatest thing for Luca in Dallas. The Christian Wood move was really good. I, I did like that move. I me too. do. I do like that. Yeah. move. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that was a good move for them. I think Dallas, you have Luca. They're always going to be in the mix for sure. Um, but you know, losing, Jalen Brunson got a bag. <laughs> that was a that was a lot of money for that guy. Um, so you know, I don't think Memphis is a top three next year. If I think th- I think they will be. I I don't um really see it. I mean, I think they're good still, but I think last year was a little over. You know, extending of what they can do. I think it was a big push. I think they sit more around that four seed usually. Um, whoever knows if the Lakers ever get it together, I hope not. I hope they miss the playoffs every year for eternity. I'm with you. But, um, I mean, you, you never know with LeBron teams, mm-hmm. you know, how they'll show up. I think Golden State's going to be good. I think DiVincenzo is going to help out a little bit there and you'll have those younger players step up and, you know, a Kaminga Moody last year as rookies, you wouldn't really rely on as much, but this year I could see you moving forward too and, giving substantial play time. Um, so I think uh-huh. the West is interesting that point, mm-hmm. but I think your seating kind of is staying around where it's at, barring any huge trade that blows up that conference. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The West is loaded. The West has a lot of good teams. And then you even got like new Orleans. Who's getting better. Who looked really good towards the end of last season. Dame is coming back. Um, they made a couple moves. Obviously, not expecting much from the Blazers, but it's Damian Lillard. We'll put some respect on his name. And 
So, you know, I the mean, West. I like the Blazers' moves. The Blazers made oh, yeah. some nice moves. Yeah. Getting Anthony Simons on that extension, and then they got Gary Payton on a three year deal. I mean, oh, yeah. They were that one giving hurt. a little bit of weapons. So, yeah, I definitely. Like I, I could see the Blazers getting to a to a, the higher end of the play in. Um, I don't know if they'll maybe a six seed, but that's that's pushing it. I don't know. Maybe they got good. Damian Lillard's Damian Lillard. Huh? I think the Spurs have gotten worse. If you're talking, they definitely they're gonna drop. They're gonna drop. Yeah, the I, I think. I think with what they're doing in a full rebuild, Pop's days are numbered. I think G Pop might be calling it a day here soon. They could. Yeah, you're you're probably right. They could, because yeah, it's gonna take them a couple years to get back. They could be the worst team in the West next year. I I, I could see it. I I don't think the Rockets are gonna be as bad as the Spurs. I think. Arguably, the Spurs might be your worst team in the West. Dude, look at the West, bro. It's freaking stacked. I mean, the Spurs and the Rockets are the two worst teams. And then you have, like, then you got the Thunder, who we just talked about, who are going to be s- solid for their, with their young guys. And then Dame and the Blazers, Sacramento, LeBron on the Lakers. And then, then you got playoff teams. That's a really good conference, bro. That's crazy. Um, Wes is super stacked. Let's talk about my new favorite duo uh, that we kind of, me and you talked a little bit about it on Twitter. Uh, DeJounte Murray is now in Atlanta playing alongside Trey Young. I really like the move for, for, for the Hawks. I think a big issue with Atlanta has been their defense, especially because Trey Young is not that good of a defender. Um, DeJounte brings that. DeJounte can pretty much do it all to a really solid level. Not the best shooter, three-point shooter, but he can he can give you a great all-around game from, from a lot of aspects of the game. Um, I think Atlanta's going to – Trey Young, is he's always been one of my favorite players in the league because I think he's really fun to watch. I think he's super sick. I love how all of New York hates him. He's like a total villain there. I think that's awesome. And I think Atlanta's going to be good next year, um, and I think that – that duo of DeJounte and, and Trey Young, like I said on Twitter, and I'm going to stand by it, not, not this season, probably not the next season, but assuming DeJounte and Trey Young stay together for a while and Atlanta keeps trying to help them, bring in their pieces, they're going to win a championship at some point. Those two. They're going to win a championship at some point in their career. I believe it. Trey and DeJounte. Book it. How do you feel? <laughs> I like the move. I don't like the analysis. I don't think this team's going to get a championship. I mean, I like the move. I like DeAndre Hunter, John. Never. You, you think uh, never? I don't think this team ever. I think the East is too stacked for other teams right now for the foreseeable future that Trey Young is not going to sniff a top five seed, top four seed for no. at least the next five seasons. Oh, no, I'm not with that. No, no, The no, next no, half decade, he won't sniff a top four seed. No, I disagree you with have, that. You have the Miami Heat, who are a horse year in, year out. You have the Boston Celtics, who have, you know, title contenders, the young core that's year after year. You have Milwaukee with Giannis. Giannis isn't going away anytime soon. Chris Middleton's not going away anytime soon. That team's there for a couple years. I'll give you those three. And then outside of those three, 
outside of those three, let's go. You got the 76ers. Sure. Embiid, you know, that, that could be my team. I see jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. You have Toronto. They've sure. made solid moves. They have a nice little team built up there with Nick nurse. Sure. Good. They're going to be as good. With, okay. Chicago mm-hmm. re-signed Zach Levine and they um got, I believe Andre Drummond. Um, Brooklyn. Yeah. They got Andre Drummond from Brooklyn. And so I like, I mean, I like the moves they had made. And then even outside of that, you have Brooklyn. If they stay together, mm-hmm. Cleveland, who's a young, good core mm-hmm. Charlotte, who's a young, good core with LaMelo ball. I mean, you're going to have a little issue now with bridges, you know, the felony arrest and all that. I don't think he plays for them anytime soon, if mm-hmm. ever. Um, but then you still have all these young teams outside like Washington or Detroit or Orlando that are rebuilding and coming up. Like you have a lot of competition for him to even get out of the East. And I don't okay. know if that Hawks team to me screams anything that's getting out of that East. I think they might be like a first round upset here or there and like make some noise, but I don't see them getting out of the conference any anytime soon. So you don't think they'll get a top five seed in the next five years? You really don't think so? A top four seed. I mean, I think they might maybe get a top five seed once or something like that. But for me, I don't see them sniffing a top four seed for at least five years unless one of these teams blows itself up. Okay, so for Brooklyn, we obviously don't know how that's going to go. Brooklyn's got a lot of ways. They could keep the roster and be really good. Who knows for how long? And then they could blow it up right now. We don't really know. I think Atlanta's better than Toronto uh, right this second. Toronto played really well last year. I'm taking Atlanta over them, though. Um, Philly is the team I was going to say could be fluctuating just because they're kind of weird. You know, you obviously Embiid and Harden, great duo, sure. But they're if, I, if Harden ever plays. Exactly. Well, you they, have a whole bunch of questions there. A yeah. couple question marks. Um Chicago, I'm assuming, is going to do better than last season. They were kind of like – they were kind of frauds last year. Um, really solid roster. Never was able to beat a really good team. Um, Cleveland's on the rise. Sure. So, I think Atlanta definitely will get into a top five seed within the next five years, probably within the next three years. Um, and – I, I like I said, man, I'm going to stand by it. There's going to be a year where those two guys now I'm assuming now, obviously, if they just if Atlanta just gets rid of the whole squad and it's it's just DeJounte and Travers, the world, they're going to need those pieces like the team they have now. I don't know what's going to happen with John Collins, because there's been rumors of a trade. Assuming if they trade him, they'll get somebody for equal value. I doubt they'll go for picks. Um, um, Clint Capella, you know, you got. Well, I guess they don't have Kevin Herter anymore. He went to uh, Sacramento, which is a good move for Sacramento as well. I forgot to bring that up. But, um, no, I mean, I think as long as they keep this squad, they keep helping them and bringing them these solid pieces that they have now, I think we're, I think we're going to see a, a season where Trey's just – he's just hooping. And then Trey's going to – Trey's going to – he's going to hold the trophy one day. He's going to. He's going to with DeJounte by his side. It's going to happen, dude. I know it. And – Next season, probably not. It's not not going to be next season and likely not the one after that. But three years from now, that's when it starts. 
that's when the reign of terror in Atlanta begins. So that's my prediction. That's how I feel. Um, anyways, we covered a whole lot, man. One more thing that you brought up a little earlier that I did want to touch on was the 2K cover athlete. Because in the grand scheme of life, who really cares? But I do a little bit because I think it should have gone to my boy Steph Curry. I think after the season he just had in his phenomenal playoff and finals run, winning all sorts of trophies, winning the championship after everybody doubted him, I think he should have got it. I think I thought it was kind of a I thought he was a lock for it, if I'm being completely honest. So me going into the finals, I was all behind Tatum getting the cover, you know, going into the finals. After the finals performance, kind of looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, no, it's not yet. Not Times right, not right. Mm-hmm. I, I could see Steph. I thought for sure with it being 23, they were going to try and incorporate something, you know, LeBron Jordan-esque. Mm-hmm. I know Jordan's going to have the, like, elite legendary edition. Mm-hmm. That's going to be him. I already saw the WNBA edition had, yeah. I think, Rossi and Bird. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I feel like with the 23, you could have maybe played something else. Devin Booker kind of seems like a weird pick to me. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, kind of he's into, like, a little bit of that tech space being in Silicon Valley, like, area. Mm-hmm. But to me, I was just kind of like, uh, there were different options you could have gone went with. I would have been happy and fine with Steph, you know. But to me, it was a strange pick. I think it might also be them trying to upsell the Jordan version. That's like, true. Oh, I want the Jordan version. Oh, it's an extra hundred dollars. But have you seen anything it comes with? Yeah. By that Jordan version, you're getting NBA League Pass for the year. Like, oh wait, really? Yes, they're including like NBA League Pass. You're getting like a hundred thousand VC bucks already. Like they're including all this stuff with like the legendary thing, but it's like 170 bucks. Oh my gosh. I didn't know so all that. Basically, yeah. You I mean, you basically pay for your NBA league pass and then you get a free game out of it. But I mean, they are I think to me making it seem like, hey, just buy the upgraded Jordan version, like why not? But to me, I don't know. It was a weird pick. I, I would have liked to see someone different. Yeah, I think it was a weird pick too. I think I think it would have honestly made more sense for D Book to be on the cover last season after the run that the Suns had. I guess because um, who was last year's? Last Luka. year was Luca. Luca. Yeah, which I guess makes sense. Obviously, Luca's gonna have his fair share of covers at some point. I mean, he's he's gonna be good for so long. But well, he's international too. You can sell that. that crazy. That's true. Um, I but no, like, Jokic. Jokic would have been good this year. Yeah, I, I mean, MVPs, you know, back to back MVPs would have made more sense than Booker. Um, I, I, I just think even as an objective fan, though, I think it really should have gone to Steph. I think I should. I think we should be looking at <laughs> Steph on the cover, man. I think it makes so much sense for him to be the cover this season. Um, after all that he did, and I saw some sick cover concepts with him on it, Golden Gate Bridge and all. But um, no, I get it's it's whatever. Yeah, shout out to D Book. He's cool and all, but undeserving um <laughs> no but yeah man uh you got anything else you wanted to cover we pretty much touched on a lot anything else that we missed i mean we can kind of just touch on if we want to just do a little bit of the extensions okay. like bradley beal did bradley like beal. a five years Zion did a five year Devin mm-hmm. threw an extension out there 
um, Levine. These are all kind of guys staying with themselves. Bobby Porter signed like a four-year extension. Yep. Um, some other just random players that did jump around. You had PJ Tucker jump from the Heat to the 76ers. Um, you did have like we mentioned earlier the Malcolm Brogdon trade. Um, I think the the Instagram tweet of uh, Banchero when he jersey swapped with him and uh, KD was yeah, hilarious because funny. You would have been a part of that trade, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would have been gone you, with you them. You would have been gone. So <laughs> I mean, I, I I think you did have some interesting moves, and overall, it's been exciting. I think right now you're going to maybe see everything kind of stand still for a little bit, but it for sure will be a different start to next season with some of these teams. Do you think Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving will be nets next season? And if by opening day or opening night, I mean, to me right now, I say, yes, I think the logistics are just too much. You, you're, you're after this go bear thing, you're not going to find a trade that, because he's having, he has a no trade clause. He has to approve basically of the final trade. Both of them? Not both of them. Just for, I, I know for KD. He's got so no trade clause. Okay. He kind of has to approve of, yeah, this is the team I want, which is most of the hurdle is. He yeah. wants to play with specific players, but as Brooklyn, you're not going to give that up. So I think the logistics are too much. I think maybe trade deadline, if something goes wrong and they try and blow up mid season. You can yeah. see something, but for the start, I would imagine they're on the same teams unless something crazy happens, like a third team enters the deal. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, th- I think they're going to be there. I think they're both going to be there. Um, yeah, I think they're both going to be there. I was looking at something. I was going to spring up JaVale McGee to the Mavericks because I totally forgot about that. And it's really random, but I love JaVale McGee just because of when he was on the Warriors he was he was super well for us, and I always said I never wanted to let him go. Obviously, let him go, but I think that's a pretty good move for Dallas. Super random, yeah. Sorry, that was an odd transition, but I was. Well, <laughs> didn't I mean, want to I like that one it. too. I mean, it gives them a little bit of depth with Powell. I mean, yeah, Powell seemed to kind of like get hidden some point in the playoff. I think Javale McGee would be a nice little spark off the bench. Uh, a big name out there still that I'm looking at is Boogie Cousins. Yeah, He's still sitting out there waiting to go. I mean. So for me, that's another big man that's kind of just sitting out there for me. That's interesting to see where he ends up. I'm shocked Denver hasn't re-signed him. He played really well last season, and I kind of thought he was for sure going to go back to Denver, but he, he still might. But I thought they were kind of going to make that a priority to bring him back. He, he gave good backup minutes for Jokic. Um, but And then Mitchell Robinson also – I saw a funny stat because he went back to the Knicks and you might have seen it, but it said Mitchell Robinson was the first player to sign drafted by the Knicks to sign a second contract with them since like 1990. So he's the only player to ever get drafted by the Knicks and then sign another contract with them. That's just the Knicks in a nutshell. Um, That's funny stuff, but. And also, my Warriors bringing back Looney. Big move. Looney. Glad he came back. Um, but, yeah, man, right on. I appreciate it. Um, we definitely covered a lot. Anything else you want to add? You want to shout out your socials? Yeah, if you just follow uh, Twitter at AGameKyle. That's where I throw up all my opinions, all my takes, and uh, try and keep you guys as informed as possible. I know uh, 
I was retweeting some videos of Grant Williams refing summer league practice the other day. So if you want to know those ins and outs, just follow it at a game, Kyle. Um, Also like subscribe to podcast here for Zach, make sure you throw him some love. Right on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on, bro. It's always a blast. Um, You know, everybody out there, if you're still listening, Thank you. You know, you can find us on social media and Instagram at the night shift thought pod on TikTok at the night shift pod and on Twitter at the night shift two T's at the beginning two T's at the end. Be sure to leave a rating on this five stars, preferably um, you can leave a, you can leave one of those little comments, like it up, go, uh, go check us out everywhere you can. We're available everywhere. So I appreciate you guys still, still listening. Thanks again, Kyle, for coming on. And I am going to be going on vacation next week and for a little bit after that so i you may not see an episode for a little while i'm gonna try my best to get one up though so um but yeah thank you guys for still listening just thought i'd throw that out there and that'll be it for me i'm out peace